0: Ooh, back again, the words on fire pad- podcast. Your boy Cujo rolling solo today. I'm uh, got this new thing on a tryout. Got a special guest. She just popped out on the screen. Um, she goes by the name of Piggy Andrea, a model, a local uh, MMA fighter, aka ass kicker, aka extreme <laughs> athlete. Um, I'm sure I probably left something out there. Uh, Andrea, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well,
0: sweaty. Sweaty. <laughs> yeah, I know you said you sweaty. just finished uh, training, right?
1: Yes, I just did. We had a hard workout, and we're in a warehouse, so like the sun hits the mats, and it's like extra hot. gets like mm. 110 degrees in here, or something. God damn!
0: Yeah, yeah, you gonna get your sweat on. Um, <laughs> you are one of our. I think this is. I think you're our second guest that we actually try to do this uh, internet thing with. So it's 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 new to me. Uh, I am technically retarded, so it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to you know what I mean. I, I, I'm I'm more of a yeah I'm more of a just show up, talk to a person, and, and you know I'm good to go. My my technical team consists of my 12 uh, year old son, so <laughs> he's the one that does all this stuff for me. Yeah, and I, he's kind of tired right now. Like I said, we just got back from football practice. Um, <laughs> Ms. Andrea, where could where could people find you first and foremost? Where are you most prevalent? on? Are you on Instagram, Facebook? Where, where could people find you so they want to know more about you?
1: Um, they can find me on Instagram, M M A underscore. That's where I'm at most of the time. Mm. Or you can find me on Facebook under Andrea Amaro, and that's
0: it. All right. So, Ms. Andrea, so is it Andrea or Andrea? Because I know people, it's, it's El Paso, and people are- touchy about certain pronunciations which one are we it's going andrea. with Andrea. okay <laughs> so andrea so you're how long have you been in this fight game for
1: Ooh, uh, consistently i've been in on the scene for about 10 years now
0: damn what got you into mma um
1: well i've been doing like uh martial arts and like this type of stuff since i was like about 10 okay and uh I stopped doing it once I got into high school just because, you know, um, I had just um, different circumstances. I was a homeless teen, so, you know, I couldn't continue, so okay. um, that took me off the scene. And then I was a college runner, so I didn't come back till I was like about back in 2014, at the end of 2014.
0: Mm-hmm. So how old were you when you came back so, to this?
1: I was 18, 19, and I got back into it because uh, I was in a really bad abusive relationship and uh, oh. uh, I was trying to get away from the, the guy like stay busy kind mm-hmm. of stay out of like any of my normal places that I would be and so I would be at the gym from the time they opened to the time they closed
0: damn that's a lot there of walking up that's a lot of workout <laughs> man that's I can't even
1: and that's on top of my running stuff
0: Oh, so you're a big runner then <laughs> Right cuz you said you got a yeah, scholarship for running? Scholarship. Yes. Damn. What is it how what is it about running that you like cuz I personally I can't stand running. I hate it.
1: <clears throat> you know what? I was a fat kid. So first of all, what I weigh <laughs> right now is what I weighed
0: when I was 10. Oh. <laughs> Damn. I can't yeah. remember the last time I weighed what you weigh right now. <laughs> cuz you're what you're, you're, you're you what do you walk around next? I know you fight at what? 115?
1: Yeah, so I walk around anywhere from 123 to if I'm super heavy, 128, but oh. nowhere over.
0: No, oh, that's nothing then. But I mean, but running, because I know like I've always found it uh, difficult for me to just to run to run. You know what I mean? Like I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to go run like three miles. Like if I don't have an end game to it, like say for example, like in a sport, right? Like if you're playing football, the point is to run, you know, from one end zone to the other one, score a touchdown or in soccer you know, one field to the other field, you know, you, you know, kick a goal and like, like, what well, what is it about running that that, that you enjoy so much? Cause I, I can't just run to run. You know what I mean?
1: You you know, I just, uh, I think it was an escape for me just because, you know, growing up, it wasn't that easy for me. And uh, going mm. through school wasn't that easy for me. And so running was the only outlet I had. So, for me, like I go running and it's like an escape. I put on my music, or I'm running with somebody, and it's just like just, it just go. It's just it's just like you and your thoughts.
0: Yeah. Okay. So when you're when you're running, what what what's the what's the soundtrack? What you got playing?
1: Ooh. Honestly, it goes from super emo, sad to Ooh. like gangster rap. Damn!
0: Oh, okay. So you want to shank a motherfucker?
1: Oh shit!
0: Damn! So you trying to cut a motherfucker? Or you don't cut yourself. So wow, that's a big, that's a big rainbow, man. That's a big rainbow. uh can can do you? Would you feel comfortable talking about? I know you said you mentioned when you were younger, you were a, a homeless. How how did that come about? If you don't mind getting into that.
1: No, I don't mind at all. So basically, you know, uh, I kind of was a black sheep of the family. And, okay. uh My dad was just super hardcore Mexican, and mm. um, he was very hard on us. Like he was uh, just hard. Like he was a hard person to to get along with, to live with. You know, he was just very machismo. Like, and uh, I wasn't a bad kid. Like I wasn't like always getting into trouble. No, I never really got into trouble. It's just like more like. Uh, I think, uh, you know, he just, uh, we just didn't agree or see eye to eye mm-hmm. and, uh, it led me, uh, getting kicked out. So he kicked me out and I was like, a, I was a junior at the time in high school. So. Damn. so he didn't talk to me for about four years.
0: God damn. And that was over just disagreements that you guys would have like on the daily or just was it something specific or was it just constant, whatever, yeah. just. The fact of breathing.
1: It was that. It was like a constant, like down my back. And, you know, I was like pretty much like school and back home. Like if I wasn't at school or doing something, Mm -hmm. um, I even had to lie being in wrestling because he didn't believe in girls doing wrestling. Right. And um, so like that, just being in four walls and basically being like, uh, I don't know, you know, you're in the Mexican culture. You have to learn how to clean. Uh, You have to like. Like what they think a woman should
0: be doing. <laughs> right, 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 right. Cooking, cleaning the dishes, no opinions.
1: Um, to tell yeah, you just... how many hours I
0: spent in the kitchen cleaning, <laughs> I can tell you that's prob- that's probably my
1: childhood wrapped. In- <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So as a then
0: junior, out, like, you know, people laugh. so yeah. So I- I'm sorry to cut you off, but as a junior, you know, trying to, you know as it is it's hard enough you know growing up right uh because you know you're going through a lot of changes physically and mentally um and then you know to compound the fact that you got the the struggle of now you find yourself homeless like what how did you make it through those homeless years like what like what what what, what would you do like how, how would you find were you crashing with you know friends were you i mean how, how did you make it through
1: um, well, you know, God has a way of, you know, providing when you need. And, you know, I've just been blessed enough to have people along the way that have helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a best friend during the time she and her mom allowed me to stay with them for a while and uh, they moved. So mm-hmm. um, I'm super big advocate on, you know, paying it forward because this lady um, doesn't know me at mm-hmm. all live across the street from my best friend, doesn't know me, doesn't know what she's getting herself into, takes me in and, uh, puts clothes on my back, gives me food and basically like takes me in as a, uh, as her own. And the only reason like I left that situation wasn't because I wanted to, like, it was because, you know, I was trying to fix things with my parents, you know, what kid doesn't want to fix things with their parents. Right. And, uh, just to end, just for me to end up back on the street like a month later, you know? Wow. Um, yeah, so um, I ended up, I was pretty much in an abusive relationship with this man I told you about. Um, mm-hmm. At the time, I was 16 and he was 21. And, well, he put a roof over my head and when I needed a place to stay, when I needed help, you know, yeah. at least he did that for me.
0: Damn. And how long were you in that relationship with this, uh, with this uh, piece of shit?
1: four or five years
0: jesus and was it from the get-go was it i'm sure i mean i'm sure like the first date he didn't come out throwing a right hook right off the bat right like it wasn't from the get-go was it or or was it just like over time where the true colors came out
1: um it was with time you know but he was already showing red flags i mean from the get-go it was like um since I'm young and very impressionable, and this is like my first boyfriend too at this ever, you know, um, me wanting to be loved or me wanting to be with somebody, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just controlling who I talk to, if I had social media, Mm -hmm. how I dress, who I hung out with. Yeah, so it was like, all those things were controlled. And then as I got older, just got worse and worse and worse.
0: Jesus, did did it, I mean did it ever? Cause I know you said he he did put hands on you. Like, was it ever bad enough to where he put you like in the hospital or anything like that, or or no, was it just? Like
1: the cops were called. Pretty much. Okay. They, they saw they saw him dragging me out of his home on concrete, and what? I had like a yeah. So he dragged me out of his home because uh-huh. he was. This was an altercation. It was just like he dragged me out, and I was wearing like a backless thing. And he dragged me out on concrete, and there was neighbors all over watching this as he was dragging me out.
0: Jesus <laughs> Christ! Yeah, it, you know Mexicans concept. won't say shit. They won't say shit, you but know, they'll they be tried. outside watching shit.
1: Yeah, they, they tried. I think one of them tried, and um, it, like it was gonna be more like they were gonna send, they were gonna arrest me somehow, and I was like. For what? Don't you see? Like what? Like yeah. what happened to me? <clears throat> and I learned off the back, you know. Um, you don't raise your hands to anybody ever or try to defend yourself in those situations. Unfortunately, those those things are tough. Yeah. So I, you know, everyone who's been in it? They know, like, trying to get out of it or, you know, trying to reach out for help or anything like that. It's, it's tough. It's tough.
0: Yeah. Well, you. Well, one thing I will say, you know, I will applaud you for. Uh, you know for turning a negative into a positive and now you're you know you're cuz it, it's you know usually when somebody gets in that in that predicament especially like you said at such a young age and impressionable people believe that that's the norm you know what i mean people fall into <laughs> yeah. that and unfortunately the only way that they get out of it is um either they hurt themselves or they end up in jail for some other shit or you know there it's always worst case scenario to truly get out of it so with mma did that help you completely just completely get out and be like you know what i need to i need to square something away now
1: yeah it, it really like uh um took me away i always say like it saved my life like um I'm not with this coach anymore, but I always give him credit, uh, mm-hmm. and I always thank him for it, you know, uh, Bushido MMA, um, Lugosida, and uh, okay. he, the local MMA coach, and he uh, really, really, really helped me in that aspect, he's been, he was my coach for a very long time, and um, he's the one who pulled me out and helped me out, and mm-hmm. just said, hey, just come, be here, you can be here with it, however, however long you need, and... Right. I was there from the time they opened to the time they closed and i was there for a whole year before he even mentioned maybe you should think about fighting Mm because i was just there all the time so it really (laughs) just helped me like pulled me out of that situation completely i wasn't even thinking about that person or i didn't even think about going near them anymore like i put myself in a different situation
0: yeah no that's like i said that that, like i said kudos to you because that's something that's very very difficult to self-realize first of all to see that hey something's not right and actually go through with it and pull yourself out now when when you're looking at your to describe yourself as an mma fighter what's what um like is it style or is it um ah what is the word for it damn it i I have it earlier too i was thinking about it so so what's the style that you use for uh, your mma because it's not just mma is it a specialty you're in like like aikido jiu-jitsu or
1: uh well that's everybody probably thinks or views me as like a striker but i'm also like a really good i'm a pretty decent grappler so yeah i'm pretty well rounded so i always say freestyle so freestyle like i just kind of combine everything but if mm. you see me you see like a more of a boxer sort of style like i'm gonna sit there and bang with you
0: that type of style yeah yeah because i was seeing and i was like man this girl loves throwing that overhand right that's like her (laughs) fucking punch she loves she loves throwing that overhand right uh and i was like damn i wonder why, why she didn't go boxing instead of uh going into mma did you ever think about going the boxing route uh
1: no i never have i mean yeah i mean that would be a cool thing to go do but uh I guess my heart's just over here, and I just have. I was a wrestler predominantly before mm. I was even a striker. My right. hands sucked. Really sucked. <laughs> like it took me a long time to even get remotely decent. So I'm okay now.
0: I'm okay. Now. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I was watching. Um. Because I know we've we've had conversations before about getting on and uh, you know trying to get you on to the podcast, but you know our schedules are kind of are kind of wild, you know, with your with your training and me just never sleeping or whatever. Um, so these last few days when we finally said, you know, let's do this or whatever, I binge-watched all your fights. I guess the majority of the fights that are on uh, on YouTube. And the one thing I noticed, I guess the first major fight that you had was, um, was it Valerie Soto? Was that when you first started yeah. off? Yeah. Um, it's not when I
1: first started off. But okay. For my pro, my pro, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. And then I know uh when they were talking about her because she was the what is it? Uh, was it XKO or uh where was she at? Is that what it was? RKO yeah, exactly. or TKO or whatever the. F- <laughs> <laughs> and I know they kept on saying that she was the amateur champion on there, and that this is your debut. And I think that's a, you. You won that fight, right? If I remember, if I remember correctly, you won a uh, split a uh, split decision.
1: Yes, and uh, you know. That girl, that girl's tough as nails. So, you know, for me to, to have come on top on that one, that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and she and she kind of rocked you in the first round. And you came back, and, and, like, after the after the first round, I I don't think she she stood a chance because, like, from what I was saying, and, again, I don't know shit about MMA. I'm a boxing dude, so I don't know shit about MMA. But I, I was noticing, I was like, man, this girl, if she ain't choking, trying to rear naked chokehold you, She's throwing that right hand. It's a jab, fake jab, <laughs> faint, come back with the overhand right, then jab again to set you up with that overhand right again. And I was like, okay, okay, this girl could bang. This girl's a banger. We, we, we're working with something now. Who would you want to... Who, who did you say that, that you would model your fight game over, like, some of the people that are, are, are in the fight game right now? Who are some of your uh, role models in the fight game?
1: Honestly... <laughs> it's not popular, but no, it is. Nate Diaz. Like um, I freaking love that guy, it's, mm. and it's not because I, I. You just can't you you can't help but admire someone who just goes out there, doesn't care about anything and anyone, and just goes out there and is there to like die on their sword. Like they're going right. out to bang. Yeah. And I, that's that was one of my first ones. My second one would be uh, Rose Namajunas. She was always my favorite um Mm -hmm. just so so good at putting everything together that woman is she's bad i
0: mean (laughs) nate's the one that's gonna fight um he's gonna fight that jake paul or john paul whatever dude right
1: yeah jake paul yeah that's a good that's a good fight i hope he i hope he wins
0: do you think that's a good you think actually that's a good fight
1: no, I mean it doesn't do any it doesn't do any justice for the MMA community at the right. end of the day, you know? Yeah, but that's, it's like it's like I tell people <clears throat> as an MMA fighter, you don't get paid shit. You don't get paid shit. You know, boxers go out there and they make so much money and they're they're not even at the top top and they're making right. lots of money. Right. And so if I were Nate Diaz and I were doing this for twenty plus years, um, mm-hmm. I would take that fight too. That's right. a lot of money.
0: Yeah, that that that's one thing that um I know my uh my co-host Jules and I we would argue about all the time is that um for the pounding that you guys take as an MMA fighter, the ass kicking, um you know with the, with the small gloves and the fact that you're able to throw elbows, it's it's. It's good, or, or you can see how you can sell, right? Because blood sells, right? You cut somebody open, oh, somebody yeah. gets cut open right away with an elbow to the to the head or whatnot, and you know that that has lasting effects. And the fact that that I know, uh, I think uh, they're they're showing something about one of the top fighters um, before McGregor or whatnot. Before you become top of the top, you sign what like a four yeah. year or four fight contract for X amount of dollars. And that's what you're getting. You're not getting anything on top of you know revenue share or door sales or, or anything like that. And, and one of the things we keep on saying is that these dudes, for them putting their lives on their, on the on the line, it, it they're completely robbed for the ass kicking and, and the grueling torture that you guys got to go through. Um, now, I know you got a fight coming up, right?
1: Yes.
0: That's what July 16th. Am I right? Yes. Damn, I'm right.
1: Yes.
0: And then we got a to fight too. July fifteenth, <laughs> we're doing a little pillow fight for another El Paso native. I, I'm sure you know Kayla. Yes, um, I do. She
1: she does some, She used to do some sparring um, stuff with me.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Did Jerry get the best yeah, of her?
1: Of course not. But you know what? That's okay. Like she made me better. Her, yeah. She made me better. She made me realize what I needed to work on, and I I love her. You know. You can't. I I never hate on anybody. You know, she's she's
0: on a level and a league of her own. Like, yeah, she's that's amazing to see. Her mom yeah. and her awesome. Yeah, no, no, Crystal's also awesome, amazing. Um, I know we had we had had uh, Kayla on a few times, and one of the times we had her on, um, uh, we talk shit to her on purpose to say, uh, you know, if you're a girl, you know, how how bad can you hit? So we we threw we give her some gloves. We let her get a few body shots in us um girl could bang man girl could bang she got a good (laughs) little left hook. (laughs) yeah why not what's the worst she could do she can't hurt me i'm a big motherfucker (laughs) but yeah this girl could bang though and i'm 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 excited for her um in in the sport in el paso how many other great mma fight or really good top of the line mma fighters are there as far as either female or males here that people don't really know about
1: Um, <laughs> um, you know, I think right now we're barely seeing a little bit of up and comings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a few uh, amateur like uh, Victor Santillan. Uh, my husband is about to turn pro. Uh, okay. At Elephant in August, uh, his name's uh, Jeremy Alba. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Camacho. Um, Anthony Camacho, my bad, called, I call him by his last name. Yeah. Anthony Camacho from, there. um, honestly, like, there's not a lot. And for females, um, non-existent, unfortunately. I mean. Really? Uh, we have some, yeah, we have some girls that train and they, um, uh, you know, it's not really like, uh, out there, mm-hmm. uh, The last one before me was, and she was really big. I'm pretty sure you've heard of her. Her her name was Cynthia Arceo. Okay. And so she's kind of like, uh, how can I say? She paved a little bit of the, like she paved the road for for me at least a little bit because it's like, uh, you know, she did it first, you know.
0: Right, right, right. So you could see what were.
1: Yeah, mistakes or things that she did or. just like a little look you know she's the one who went out there first and uh, and before her was another one alita gray so it was alita gray it was cynthia arceo and now it's me and I, and those ladies they haven't fought as of recently at all mm-hmm. um so right now it's kind of like dead so yeah. as far as women, all my partners they're males
0: <laughs> oh they're, they're all males? males so
1: they're all uh- males can they all mess me up
0: <laughs> so so i i guess one of the questions i don't know we we keep on having this question and uh with everything going on with uh you know everybody using all the pronouns and the uh, he she's uh, transgenders and whatnot and uh, i'm sure you've heard of the fighter fallon fox yes Would <laughs> what's your take on fighting somebody like a fallon fox
1: i'm gonna say this you are, that first of all, that's not a woman, that's just a man, by law, right. I don't care what you say. Transitioning, right. whatever, but you have an advantage. And you doing that takes away from actual women. And right. I see it a lot, I see women running, I see it in, and you saw it in MMA, mm-hmm. and it's like you, you take away from women, like you mm-hmm. take away from us. You're, you're taking away what we've built and okay well then i guess a man just took it away from us like that's what right. it looks like yeah so in the end of everything i think it just really does a disservice for women like us and at the end of and also at the end of the day like you know you're just going in there like you you, you a man going in there with a woman i don't care what you say right you, it, it's just not right like if you got if that community wants to be a part of it then i think they need to have their own league like a whole like their own thing like
0: so it have to be a complete transgender league
1: yeah if you want to be if that's what they want like let them do it like on their side like i just don't agree with people trying to shove it down other people's throats
0: right yeah because i i know that's one of the things that that we've really argued about um, because I, I think they said, uh, even though Fallon Fox is what, like 40 or something like that, 40 something, he's, he or she, or yeah, she's up there in age, but I think the last two fighters, she like cracked their skulls or some shit. Cause you know, she's been dropping them yeah, heavy he elbows. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <he> a- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you could cuss. It's all right. <laughs> I feel you. I, that, that's what I said. It's it's, it's it's completely unfair. If that fight came up for you for a few hundred K, would you do it?
1: A few hundred K? Fuck no. To get my my skull (laughs) cracked? No. Like, if you give me a million dollars, maybe. But (laughs) no, like, a few hundred K's after taxes and everything? You don't get jack shit. After taxes, medical
0: bills, and all that?
1: Yeah, it's all kind of shit it just all went
0: to hospital bills there you go right, <laughs> <laughs> right. I agree if, if, if you were if so I know whenever you ask a fighter you know do you where do you see yourself you know right now in the ranks of if you were to put you in the ranks of say the top fighters right now right like say if they were to put you in the UFC like who do you feel like you could take on right now
1: I don't know, you know, I never really think about that, you know, I just very, uh, I just kind of go with the flow, like they put me in front of somebody and then I'm just like, okay, this is what I got to do. But mm-hmm. uh, I think what separates anybody, all fighters from where they're at now and the people up in the top is experience and time. Mm-hmm. This sport doesn't, this sport gives you what you put in. So, um, right. And it, and it rewards you sometimes it doesn't love you back you know i'm gonna say that but yeah it does not not you know reward you for the time and and uh growing in that you put in so and it's all about who is a more who perseveres forward mm-hmm. who keeps going forward that's what it is in the sport so if you keep going forward and you keep persevering and um you know evolving and doing the like what you need to do mm-hmm. the sport Always her in fold so that's the difference between top and right low. But if, as far as who I would hang with, I don't know. I mean, you, I've sparred I've with, with people and I'm okay. I think I'm okay.
0: You think I'm like okay. a Paige Van Zandt?
1: Yeah, you know, I think Cause, so
0: because she hasn't really been around long enough, and I think she's getting uh, she's, she's trying to do the pretty girl thing now. With their OnlyFans and all that.
1: uh, Yeah, she shot up really fast. I think that's what happened. You know, with your looks and uh, getting a few good highlight reels. Right. That really puts you in a superstar sort of thing. And uh, I guess the UFC, you know, wanted her to be the face because, you know, she is marketable. Right. But uh, now, you know. She's doing bare knuckle knuckle boxing now, right? Yeah, she's not, she's not doing very well there either.
0: No. She's too pretty to fight. Oh. She shouldn't fight. I have no money, but I'll try to take care of her. I have no money. <laughs> I could I could cook up a mean sandwich, so I'll give you that. <laughs> I could lo- show you some love with some sandwiches, but I got no money.
1: But, but fucking, you know, she she did the thing. You know, that's the goal at the end of the day for all fighters. You know, you get up to the top mm-hmm. and you want to be able Put yourself in any position for you to make income off of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as a boxer, like I said, as boxing, you can eventually, when you get up there, you can make boxing your priority Mm -hmm. and be full time. As an MMA fighter, if you ever even see some of the guys in the top rankings, you'll still see that uh, we're still working. We're still going to school. We're still doing stuff because it's not enough. It's not enough for us to live off of our, uh, to be completely full-time unless you have like a good support system, like family or a right. spouse that takes care of you. So um, for her to do that, cool after her.
0: Yeah. yeah. So adding on to that. So like you said, if it's not enough to make it to where you're comfortable, right? Like yeah. why would somebody put themselves through all that training just to end up, like you said, not not you know having to bust their ass three times as hard as opposed to you know because uh, the the in like the all in like in all honesty to get to the top right to get to the creme de la creme, it's one out of every few what thousands ten thousand you know just like everybody yeah. that that that's here in uh in football right in college everybody's gonna go to the pros. Well, there's like fucking 400,000 fucking college players, but there's only like maybe less than a 1,000 positions in the NFL. And even at that, you're looking at a three-year maximum longevity that you have. Why would you put yourself through that just to continue and see what happens? Well,
1: for the love of it, first of all. Yeah. Yeah. Second, I think for sure, if I've made it this far and I'm on, I've been training for 10 years. I've been fighting for about seven, almost eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm seeing fruits of my labor. Like I'm still, I'm still seeing the fruits of my labor. You know, I'm on a two win, win streak. Um, I just went out to ADCC open. If you don't know what that is, that is a super huge jujitsu tournament. Okay. Or And, uh, they only have a handful of tournaments so the people you see there Mm. they're badasses all around the world you see world champions all kinds of people in that tournament and i just placed second there
0: damn was that the eddie bravo one
1: uh no that's another one but see you want to get on those things so yeah um i'm barely going out there and putting myself like putting all my chips out right now. Like I am going out there and I'm just putting myself out there as much as I can. Right. And, uh, so I'm seeing fruits of my labor. still. so for me, it's like, it's like, a, I guess, uh, letting me know, like, keep going. Keep right. going. You're almost there. <clears throat> so and, you're- uh, if you ever, see or hear fighters, they always see fruits of their labors at year nine, year 10.
0: Okay, so is that, that that's usually when it starts to, I guess everything starts to come together.
1: Yes, and and you know that secret, like I told you, it's all about that uh, persevering through everything because all fighters go through struggles, hardships, and that's what separates the creme, the cream right. of the crop from right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, with the with with all the different jiu-jitsu moves and you know the different spots that the you know they have your arm bent this way your legs are bent another way and <laughs> look like a human fucking pretzel have you had any major <laughs> injuries
1: oh uh, you know what yeah i'll show you one right now
0: what do you have do
1: you, do you, hold
0: on let me see damn you're missing the you you're missing a, oh shit <laughs> what you did you, did you like punch a- somebody or is that from a I'm tooth
1: bro? i broke my hand a month ago
0: jesus jesus
1: and i don't know how i was doing it or how i'm doing it but i'm gonna need surgery on it for sure they already told me that but Mm. i've been still with it grappling with it
0: jesus Um, yeah why don't you have a tape?
1: uh i did but it came off
0: oh okay (laughs) so does that keep on just getting flaring up while while you're grappling since it since you need the surgery does it keep on getting puffed up and just falling apart well that's
1: the that's the calcification that's it's gonna stay like that i'm gonna have a little nice little ball right
0: here Ooh. so when you when you bitch slap somebody like you're really gonna be able to hit him with all bone (laughs) (laughs) damn you have to tell your hubby to be careful because if you bitch slap him it's gonna be on
1: I know he feels like it's like it's another head growing on, on your your right here. And I like, no.
0: <laughs> but you've know, you haven't had any shoulder tears, any uh, um,
1: maybe I have an a, a knee injury, but my knee injury it's been pretty healed, and I take care of it, so it's not, it doesn't really bother me at mm-hmm. all. But other than that, I've been very lucky and blessed to not have as much injuries especially since i like have an autoimmune disease too so like mm. i'm glad
0: that i haven't like broken in half yet so yeah so um I, so i don't know what your fight coming up in what is it three weeks now yeah yeah so for i know like a boxer right a boxer usually before they have a fight they have like a six to eight week training camp what 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 does your uh when you're get a fight coming up like how long in advance do you have a training camp for
1: uh that's the same thing so it's, it's six to eight weeks you never really want to be in camp for too long right i you train all your i train every day like whether i have a a camp or not i'm pretty set in my schedule so it's like i'm always getting ready for mm-hmm. for a fight the only difference between fight and regular training is uh the sparrings, the uh, I guess like uh, different things that we work on. Okay. Timing, uh, putting together stuff. But other than that, like uh, I'm always training. you right.
0: right. All right. So you're so you're a gym rat. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what 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 does a normal day of training look like for you?
1: Um. Let's see if it's on a tuesday i'm getting up at 6am damn Six to 7 i'm i yeah i'm in here doing a striking sometimes i'm getting hit in the face at 6am it's not Jeez. so fun
0: that's one way to wake up
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a rude way to wake up yeah that's a rude awakening <laughs> um i go i do strength and conditioning no that's well yeah strength and conditioning after and then I go to jiu-jitsu. That's already three hours. Right. Uh, and then, uh, depending, sometimes we have, like, new training. Like, if we want to get extra work in, hence, like, training for fight camps. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll extend our practice uh, about 30 minutes to an hour longer. And then, uh, at night, I get a little gap. And then, at night, I go back in for another hour and a half. So, i pretty much in the gym all
0: day so Except the week I'm yeah. oh sorry yeah so so the week leading up to the, to the fight are you generally right on weight or do you have to are you one of the fighters that needs to cut weight like two days or three days before you're doing the saunas and all that uh
1: well I all fighters do it but I'm always close to my weight since I'm like a On the smaller end, I guess. Right. So I walk around at like 125 or 123, 125 when I'm in camp. And then I don't cut until the week of just because like one, like, again, I like my condition, like me cutting weight too soon. Like it's Mm. just never ends good. So I'll just, uh, we have like a little routine. It keeps my weight down. I'm cutting down weight little by little during the week. And then I cut the last five pounds in the tub
0: the day before the day before damn okay and i know i know you
1: You don't want to be at a small weight too early
0: right yeah because either way you is there so so after the weigh-in right because i know usually you weigh in the day before and do you also weigh in the day of the fight so after you weigh in no you don't weigh that it's just the day before then yes Okay. So after that, how much more do you or how much do you gain usually from the weigh into the actual fight?
1: Off the back for sure, ten pounds.
0: Okay, it's all water weight though, right?
1: Yeah, so you, you gain it back pretty fast.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, so then you're back yeah. to your normal walking weight.
1: And and you have to eat the good stuff or you put on some bad you put back on bad weight. Bad water weight.
0: So what's the good stuff? What do you mean by that?
1: um so like when you weigh in you don't go and eat pizza or beans and all that shit because that's just gonna bloat you so you gotta make sure like you're eating like for me i like to eat like a lot of protein like steak something heavy and then i'll start going light Mm because my initial my first first initial meal is heavy and then i go light like fish and I'll continue. Like maybe I put some carbs, and I have like a little bit of sugars, and I have like a lot of water or keolites and stuff like that. Okay. Pickle juice. Pickle, pickle juice. juice. That's pickle. for your cramps, yeah. right?
0: So you don't cramp up.
1: Yes. I, yes, I drink a lot of it. It's
0: so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So I I don't you you're, you keep you're mentioning a few times uh, you have an autoimmune issue um is that the uh, because i know on your bio you say you're an advocate also for um was it lupus yeah is that something that you so i take it that's something that you deal with then
1: yeah um like right now like you'll see like like you see my feet Mm -hmm. this has been under my feet and it's been getting worse for like the past four weeks just okay. because my body float could heal but okay so so, so stuff for stuff like that
0: so for those of us that don't know anything about what lupus actually is because um, i know i know that they mentioned uh, i think selena gomez had lupus also and with her you could just tell because she'd have um flare-ups on the face or whatnot For those of us that don't know what it is like myself what exactly is lupus and how is it different between you know person to
1: person um so lupus basically so when you're sick you you generate things that your body fights off you know you know infection or sickness right yeah so my body tricks itself into doing that and when there's no sickness, so it's like it's not fighting an infection or anything like that. It's attacking yourself. Right. So it's atta- It's attacking its own, um. My own body. So it can uh, an effect. It can have an effect on my heart, my brain. Um, you see skin, uh, wounds, um, mm-hmm. everything. So, uh, it's still super unknown, and it differs from person to person because. Nobody even knows how it's caused or right. and anything can really set it off. But there is, like, a common thing, like, between it. Like, you see, like you said, rashes. Mm-hmm. I do get rashes I when I'm in the heat, especially, like, in a 110-degree gym.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I do get raised bumps, like, on my face or sometimes I'll get on my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten on my hands before, like, um... And sometimes it will go away right away and sometimes it'll stay there for weeks. Just damn. depending on the body. Um for sure I have swollen joints every day. <laughs> That's yeah. not fun. It's like an old person. <laughs> it's like you, you know, you're waking up, you're like old, and you like have that all that water retention in your little hands and feet already. I should have that already.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired, god damn. Okay. <laughs> we're at that level then, all right. <laughs> i mean you ain't lying but <laughs> you ain't lying but god damn okay we're mad comfortable now <laughs> damn so is it is it like a chronic fatigue that that comes with this too
1: yes especially that's like uh i was telling them i'm always tired and it's mm. true i'm always tired so um they're like why are you taking pre-workout and i'm like uh, if you woke up as tired as I did, like you would be taking it too. Like, I like want to, if I can, I'll sleep all day. Um, and it's because my body needs and requires a lot more rest. Right. So you'll see me like on the weekend. I'm like in a sleep, a- com- like I'm in sleep coma, like forever. Like Yeah. if I'm not in here, I'm asleep. Don't bother.
0: Damn. Do you do I'm, those, um, uh, like, ice, ice plunges, those ice baths?
1: I hate ice baths. You know, they're good for me. And at the same time, it hurts me. It really mm. hurts me. Like, theres I, I mean, obviously, the benefits of it are awesome, awesome. So I right. guess I should just suck it up. But, you know, uh, it hurts. Like, even the air conditioner, having the air conditioner hurts my bones. I'd rather be in the heat and have, like, rash Earth, yeah. than be cold and my bones hurting
0: so do you have bad um i know here in el paso they're called rumas i guess like uh do you have that where your bones are basically uh like you know like when it's gonna rain your bones start to hurt because you're you're i guess they're like growing pains i guess are what they're referred to but here in el paso they are rumas and your bones hurt like when it's gonna rain or when it's windy or whatever the fuck
1: (laughs) yes
0: damn
1: yes you know, it's it's and those are like the worst days. Like
0: they're just like there's no reason. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I feel like an old lady. Yeah, I don't know. I'll be. I feel you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I feel like an old lady too. Shit. Okay, hot flashes and everything. Sure. Have Have you ever had a Have you ever had a crazy flare up like right when you're having a fight? Uh, during the fight, or like uh, yes. di- how how. How do you come back from that? Like, how do you push yourself through that? Like, I can't comprehend that. Like, as it is right now, like you said, I'm old. And when I wake up, like, it takes me a while to get up and even think about, like, I have I have to make life choices. I'm like, do, you know, is there, do I really got to go to work? You know, like, I got to sit there. But you, I mean, it's one thing to go to work and, you know, you're in an office or whatever. It's another thing to go into work and you're throwing hands. How do you psych yourself up to go through that?
1: For training, it's if it's just for training, um, I suck it up. So there's this uh, joke around the gym, and all Mm. the coaches know it. Here in the in El Paso for MMA, Mm. I use multiple gyms. But you see, I I go to four gyms. Okay. And uh, have four different coaches, and uh, anyways, all of them will tell you the same thing. Mm. I cry. (laughs) I cry from beginning to end. And you'll see me, I'm throwing chingazos, but I'm crying at the same time. Because I'm hurting and I'm pushing myself, but I'm crying. So, I'll throw people off at first. But mm. after a while, you get you're you like, oh, okay, she's okay. She's just okay. <laughs> just let her cry over
0: there. <laughs> Tears of joy.
1: <laughs> Something <learned>. like that. <laughs> so, they just all ignore me when I cry. <laughs>
0: well, that's not good. So, if it's actual <laughs> sadness, you're like, eh, hey, she'll get over it.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they, <laughs> they know they know like because you'll just see a training like um, we're going and we're going hard and then I and I'm pushing myself and then I'm crying they're like oh just be quiet It's <laughs> so oh. I'm like ah, just punching
0: <laughs> that's part of the training
1: that's part of it <laughs> yeah.
0: you see that, that 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 like I said that makes it even more impressive what you do. To go through all that with this continual fatigue, this busted ass hand that you got, <laughs> that busted ass hand that you got, and you're still going through it—that's that's fucking nuts, man. You gotta something ain't right with you, girl. Like, something like you gotta have a screw loose to fucking get in there and do all you know, this it's
1: shit. Not like, I put off. I put my tips all in one basket, so
0: it's it's this or nothing.
1: It's do or die. Well, I mean, I mean, I do have a backup. Like, I'm not gonna say I don't. Like, I'm going to school, but that's for me. This is like, I didn't put all my work towards that. I put all my work towards in this gym. So, right, it's gonna pay off. I don't care what anyone says. It's gonna pay off,
0: girl. Well, from what I've seen, it looks like it's paying off. Like you said, little by little, yeah. you 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 gotta start somewhere to get somewhere, right?
1: Yes, sir. Someone so, has to do it.
0: There you go. So, what's your backup plan?
1: Well, it's not a backup plan. It's like, kind of like I can't fight forever sort of thing. So, this is like my life after fighting.
0: So, what's (laughs) your part two? It's a part two. We'll go with that.
1: Well, while I'm twiddling my thumbs playing fighter, I'm trying to, I'm doing my master's program in uh, clinical psychology. Oh, And uh, I'm trying to go all the way. I want to Try
0: and go get my doctorate for a psychologist. So, Cause, yeah, I want to be a psychiatrist
1: and uh, go ahead and uh, open up my own business, my own wellness center, I should
0: say. Okay, because uh, and would you focus more like on sports psychology, or would it be just psychology and like the open? Because now it's because uh, uh, the degree is what's it, it? What's the name of the degree? Because it's like a big umbrella now; it's not just one specific area of expertise right
1: yeah so what i'm doing is clinical psychology is like uh if you want to be a therapist or if you want to work in the mental health hospitals you need to have a clinical psychology degree Mm. and uh and then i am putting an emphasis in marriage and couples counseling so that will be for fun um and the wellness center really would uh, focus on not just therapy, but it can be sort of like uh, maybe unorthodox sort of like, you know, like a retreat that you go away for. Like, hey, I, I need to get away for a week or two. Mm. That's kind of what it would be. Like uh, doing like maybe I don't know if you've ever seen like rage rooms and stuff like that. Yes. Like, I'm thinking, like, maybe down that alley, like, different rooms of different things and, like, uh, just incorporating, like, therapy and actual treatment within that sort of realm.
0: Have you looked into, like, the ayahuasca retreats?
1: so, (laughs) yes. Um, Me and my friend are supposed to do it together. She's done it, but um, she wants to take me along with her. So I'm going to experience that pretty soon. (laughs) Wish so, you luck. There's a that, lot of vomiting
0: apparently. That's what I hear. I mean, they work great for Aaron Aaron Rodgers, so <laughs> I mean, shit, <laughs> he loves that shit. But um, it, why is mental health so important he to you? Awakening. Yeah, you get to really see yourself. What
1: was
0: the question? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, why is mental health so important to you? So, why, why focus in on that?
1: Um. Because I guess like I've struggled with a lot with like, again, you know, my struggles and everything. And um, when I was like 20, I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. And so I do not take medication. So that's not for everybody. That's not for me to say not to take medication. Right. Um, but it's helped me. It's so important to me to get help and get the right kind of help. Because it can really like uh, just to help you like uh, live a regular life, help you recognize yourself, and uh, when you're going through like episodes, like for me, you know, being bipolar, they say you have highs and lows, lots of highs and lows. Right. And uh, for me to recognize when I'm going highs and lows uh, is big, like your your actions, how you're. Your emotions, um, how you're acting, and uh, situations that really, really, really trigger those episodes uh, are super important. And so, I've learned, um, not through therapy, but through life coaching, mm-hmm. that I'm responsible for myself and my decisions and everything I do, mm-hmm. and the people I have around me, and all of that. So what I have control over is who I have around me and what I'm doing and how I react to things. Right. And that has really, really, really helped me um, stabilize in my life and really uh, improve the environment and things that I'm doing, including my training, including the way I go fight, including, you know, just being an all around better person. So Mm. um, that's why it's so important to me, you know, with the right help a lot of people i truly think a lot of people can uh, be better i feel like we are stuck in an era of being a victim
0: so you think we're stuck in an era of being a victim as far as whenever something goes wrong all of a sudden everybody's out to get us yeah
1: or like people like always blame everything or everybody or their circumstances instead of just really like you know the only person who has control of your life and the only person who can change their lives is themselves. You know, it's mm, all accountability. That's, that's yes, accountability. You know, um, yeah. shitty things happen to to people. Unfortunately, you can't control that, but well, how you react to it and how you come out on the other end—that's up to you.
0: So when you, so I know how you said with the, with the bipolarness, you have you know your highs and your lows whenever you've the few times that you've experienced a loss does uh does the, the lows come in at that time or do you find do you have a way or somebody like maybe your husband that helps you maintain like an even keel
1: well he's barely coming like he's barely like our relationship is super new so he hasn't experienced a loss with me Okay. But my first loss coming back into after a two year layoff, mm-hmm. I lost. But that didn't drive me into a low. Um, like I said, I have control of the people I have around me, and changing my environment and having the right people around me um, really kept me going and really, honestly, it motivated me more to uh, continue to do what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, that's that's like, damn, that's even dope.
1: Yeah, it didn't send me into a a worse place. It helped me realize what I need to change. And honestly, that that loss, my first loss coming back from that two-year layoff, helped me realize um, that I needed to take more accountability for myself and Mm -hmm. make choices for myself and to speak up for myself. If I wouldn't have lost, I don't think I would have ever made those changes.
0: And do you who do you, who was that lost to? Was that um, was that the loss with that Crystal Vanessa Demopolis? I can't even say that girl's name.
1: Demopolis. <laughs> that one
0: was that that.
1: Uh, no, I was actually still with the same coach. And see that I went into a low. Um
0: okay. It was
1: actually against Melissa Amaya. It was back in at the end of 2021 in November. Uh-huh. And uh, um, it was my first time back after a two-year layoff, and uh, I lost, like, terribly. Terribly, I tell you. When I say terribly, I got choked the fuck out.
0: Oh, (laughs) shit.
1: So um, I was embarrassed, and Mm -hmm. I did feel like I wasn't sure, like I was questioning myself. But the person I had next to me during that time at that fight, Mm because I had barely transitioned coaches and camps and everything, Uh, that coach that was with me, he really pushed me. He said, no, we're going to come back and Mm -hmm. we're going to, we're going to fix it. We're going to come back and we're going to win. It's like, you need to just keep going. This is not the end. You just keep going. And I like looked at him and it was like hard for me to like swallow. Mm -hmm. But I came back. I took a week to myself. I, I decided to like get a life coach because I felt like I was everywhere. Mm -hmm. and i really started to make changes in my life for myself personally and professionally and that's really 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 what helped me um turn turn everything around
0: was that loss was it ring rust or was it just that fighter was better
1: i think it was both but you know at the end of the day what makes a fighter better is you know, you can be good, and you can be good in the gym. Right. All that counts is that you need to show up. You need right. to, to show up. I'll fight. For and uh, I didn't show up. So at the end of the day, you know, I can say all I want, that I am better than her or not, but she choked me out. So. Right.
0: Is it easier, to think, for a fighter? Um, I, I, I guess it's different with an MMA fighter, right? Is it easier to come back from a knockout? Or is it easier to come back from a tap out? Ooh,
1: I'm gonna say a tap out because <clears throat> you you as the fighter can uh, just tap
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: and save your limb, right? And a knockout, you know, you're running the risk of like how bad that head injury or concussion was. Yeah. So that c- and honestly, when you get knocked out, it kind of le- it leaves you a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. not all there
0: yet. yeah because i know like when most boxers especially you know first of all to be a fighter you have to have that mentality that nobody can hurt you you have that mentality that no matter what anybody throws at you you're above it all and when you finally get rocked for the first time it's a very difficult <laughs> thing to overcome because not only do, you know not only does it take you out you know physically you know right off the bat but emotionally it it hurts you cuz now you start doubting yourself if you're really if you're really that that person, you know what i mean? If you're really that beast that you thought you were. And then, you know, cuz I, well, I
1: that's that one way. That's that's a that's the one way to think about it. The other mm-hmm. way is like, fuck. I better come back and i'm throwing all in all out. If they're going to take me out, they better take me out. Fuck it. Yeah. Like that's exactly how i think. Okay. They rock me? Fuck. It. I'm going out then. Like they better, they better
0: finish me right now. That's yeah, because I because I, th- I think there's very few boxers that I've actually seen come back that way. Like the only one I can really think about right now is Pacquiao, after being knocked out cold, he'll come back the next fight and you know kill the next three people. Like it, it it's a very rare thing to do. Um, but I mean, yeah, because I mean to get tapped out, like you said, to get choked out, that's that's I, a lot of that could. Could lead to if I would have moved a certain way on this one move, I would have been able to get out of it, as opposed to getting clocked with the right hand that you didn't see coming out of anywhere. You know that that, that leaves a different a different mental scar. Yeah, that's uh, those things are
1: unpredictable.
0: Absolutely. So again, July sixteenth. Where where where's your fight at?
1: It's in San Antonio
0: san antonio and you're fighting under uh for which uh company or which uh division is it
1: it's for the 115 pounds at fury fc
0: fury fc and that's going to be uh that's going to be broadcast on the uh internet as well or
1: on ufc Fight Pass.
0: UFC fight pass that's right that's where i saw it let me ask you a question i know this is completely weird but i think the one, one of the fights i had seen um Hell, I think it was the last fight that you had that it said that it was sponsored by OnlyFans. Is that right?
1: <laughs> I don't think that was. I don't think that was mine. I think that's the the company. Their thing is sponsored by OnlyFans. The Fury FC, yeah, yeah. I think OnlyFans
0: sponsors them. Yeah. So, so I mean, because I've I, I mean, so I don't know how that works. I, I've always thought OnlyFans was you know for uh you know people trying to do their uh their amateurisms and you know all the nakedness and whatnot then when i saw it i was like wait a minute what did i tune into the wrong fight like what the fuck is going on (laughs) like i was like what the fuck i caught the wrong one is it so now now is that like a pay-per-view fight too now for only fans (laughs) or like i don't get it like i was mad confused
1: (laughs) so only fans before obviously was for that for like obviously it was for those kinds of things Mm -hmm. but now if you see a lot of fighters use it for like uh vlogs and people pay for it like vlogs techniques like like, exclusive content yeah you don't have to go show your ass out there
0: that's bullshit (laughs) (laughs) y'all gotta show respect to OnlyFans.
1: If you put, want to throw some sexy pics, then I guess I'll
0: talk to you, but... <laughs> yeah, p- put some respect on that name for OnlyFans. They've been through a lot <laughs> to get to where they've been. <laughs> Just saying.
1: They've, come, they've become commercialized.
0: Hey, you got to do what you got to do. Go with the times because, I mean, whatever brings in money, right? Yeah,
1: that's,
0: that's it. Um, so, so before we head out and before we do a last plug, these last few days, I don't know if you've heard Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg want to go at it in a cage match. Who would you put money on?
1: Mark Zuckerberg. Really? Yeah. yeah doesn't even look like he can. Like he he looks like he can't even breathe.
0: Elon is a fucking alien. <laughs> he can't do nothing to Elon. That dude is an alien or a robot. <laughs> but zuckerberg yeah but supposedly zuckerberg's been training for a few years already jiu-jitsu or something allegedly but i don't think he's gonna f- train with somebody's actually gonna put it on him because who's gonna be known as a dude that fucked up mark zuckerberg and then you won't be done in you know what i mean you're definitely off facebook after have... that you definitely have no yeah, friends on facebook you. after that <laughs> so you'd put zuck you'd no put money on zuckerberg where? put money on Zuckerberg. Tap out or knock out?
1: I don't
0: know. <laughs> I <just laughs> you know, talk all this shit about Elon, but <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh,
1: I'll, I'll, just <laughs> I'll say, I'll say submission.
0: Yes. Oh, I got, I got Elon coming with a overhand hook that nobody's ever going to see. He's going to put him in his night, night bed. So July 15th. Belly first. <laughs> hey you can't never go against an alien never go bet against an alien <laughs> july 5th uh, july 16th coming up if i i know um to get to there and whatnot you know we always ask for um sponsorships like i know we've been doing that with uh with the with the pillow fight we got coming up for uh, uh kayla where if somebody would like to jump in and help you out where can they reach out to you so they can uh, help promote or do whatever it is to help you get to where you got to go?
1: Uh, they can contact me uh, via Instagram or Facebook. Send me a message. So again, those are at Dre Virginia MMA underscore and just Andrea Amaro on Facebook. If you shoot me a DM, I'll let you know. Like what we can work out because ultimately you're helping they're helping me out and right um try to make relationships with my sponsors
0: absolutely awesome so any last words before we call it a wrap any last words as far as either on the fight game or the mental health or anything that you feel passionate about uh no pressure no pressure no pressure
1: (laughs) 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 thank you for having me on um be mindful stay mindful that's what i always tell people stay mindful um and no like other than that i hope you guys tune in watch me fight and when lose i'm i'm going all out like it's gonna be a super cool fight to watch
0: well i will say this like i said since i've been binging your fights um you're a fucking animal you are <laughs> you do not stop Uh, You know, especially now knowing what I know now from what I've discovered in this conversation with you, everything that you have been through, going through, and are going to go through, you are an amazing fucking person. I appreciate you taking the time for us not only um, to do this, you know, podcast, but to introduce some of our people to, you know, to see somebody who could be a role model, I think is always fucking important because you know everybody everybody wants to believe you know that they're the only ones that go through shit and i just want i, I like to show people you know there's other people out here that have been through stuff and have made a change and i made it a positive uh, again july 16th i expect to see your hand raised at the end of the fight i, ex- I expect for you to whoop some ass uh it was a fury sc is that what it was uh-oh what <laughs> all right the san antonio is that the naked dude what up yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's july 16th uh we'll try to tune in if you guys want to get at her guys please we need to get some sponsorship from her andrea model look her up on instagram at uh andrea virginia uh mma underscore i'll put it in the uh contents of the youtube i'll put it in on the spotify everywhere we're at As always, don't be an asshole. Don't be a dick. Best of luck, Andrea. Yeah. (laughs) Deuces.